You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round six of the 2022 season. This episode is brought to you by the World Cup, baby. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. We made it. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yes, but actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Without you, we could not keep this project going. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Blaine Riffle. Ashley is off tonight with her family, but don't worry. Nothing is wrong. Just a little bit of family time. I'd also like to welcome our special guests. You heard me right. I did say guests with an S. Uh, we have Ryan and Sarah, host of the Undesignated Players podcast. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm good. Excited to be on. Can't wait to, can't, can't wait to talk fantasy with you all. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah is nodding for those of you who are listening to us. She, she <laughs> I'm seems, excited here too. But she Ryan. seemed to be excited. I'm the, I'm the chatty one. Yeah. Confirmed. Why <laughs> I monologue on our podcast. <laughs> well, happy to have you guys uh, join us. I'll give you a quick second to uh, one of the efforts I'm doing this year is I am trying to find other people who who make fantasy content and just try to, to share that platform for people because there's, there's some great people that we've talked about before on the show. Uh, and we're not trying to be the only fantasy source that, that people go to. And so it's, it's a great collective. And so I'll give you guys a quick second to, to talk about, about your project real quick before we continue on. Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're mostly just a a couple of of casual to more than casual (laughs) fans uh, who love MLS. Um, Sarah's newer to the, to the league than me, uh, but I've sort of sucked her in by spending a lot of time with me because we're, we're married. And so Eventually, my interests get pushed in her face enough that she she eventually gave in. Um, but we just like to, you know, we, we host a weekly podcast. We do our best to keep it weekly. Um, and we really just sort of chat casually and sort of like goofily about MLS and about soccer and what's going on. Um, and really, really just try and try and encourage everyone to get involved. So we're our pod is Undesignated Players. Um, you can find us at Undesignated MLS on Twitter. And we're on all the podcast stuff, Spotify, Apple, what what have you. Right, pretty easy to find. And for those of you who are listening, uh, Ryan is sporting the red, green, and white of the New England Revolution. So uh, we have some more representation from the East Coast of the United States joining us tonight. That's that's fun times, fun times. Uh, but yeah, no. Welcome, welcome to the show. There, there. Uh, I, I don't know how you've managed to to get your your interest spread like that. I just got a room that contain <laughs> my interests. Uh, so, so that's it's, how that it's works. It's early in the marriage. Uh, there we go. There we go. That's that's what it is. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And uh, I hope our our more rigid format with rundowns and times is is gonna gonna work for you more casual style. But but I have listened to your show, and. Uh, uh, so I do recommend if anybody wants to check it out, it's it's a fun listen. Uh, so go find uh, the Undesignated Players podcast, and if you they're doing pretty well, let's 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 put your money where your mouth is and tell us how you did in this weird round five, Ryan. Go first. Yeah, either sure. one. I'll go first. Um. So as some background, I as Ryan said, I am uh, you know a very casual player, and Ryan cares more, but. 
I will say I'm doing pretty well this year. Um, I'm in like the top 300, 300, 400 um, overall, which is shocking. I usually, you know, just about crack the top 1,000. And uh, this past week, I got 109 points, which was fine. It seemed average for, I mean, I, it wasn't average because I saw what the average was, but you know, it, it was fine for me. And uh, I had some, some good performances. And then I had about half my team get, you know, single game week scores in a double game week. So it, you know, it balanced out, but I, I'll call it good. <laughs> okay. Brian. Uh, yeah, I, I was only, only just a, just a hair ahead. I had 111 points. Um, I went like pretty much chalk total double game week on my whole lineup and that seemed to work out pretty well. Um, I'd say my biggest miss was Nitsgoda. Um, but I, otherwise it was, it was mostly good. I guess the other miss was I did have junior Urso and then panicked and took him out right before the, or right before Orlando's game. And he, he did well, but yeah, it's, it's been a decent season for me. I had a bit of a slow start, but I'm sitting around maybe like 160 something overall rank or like maybe 150 something overall rank right now. Um, so trying to push back into that top, top a hundred. Um, but yeah, it was a good, good, a sort of a nice, nice start to the double game weeks of the year, I think. Blaine. Yeah, best week of the year for me. I got a 118, which was good enough for week rank 165. And I did what Ryan did. I went pure double game week, um, and it paid off. Uh, missed with the goalie, but whatever. I, it's just – I didn't want to double up on sporting that never crossed my mind. And so I had Izzy uh, – took some hits like everybody did. I think everybody had Antonio Carlos or a lot of the top players – so not upset with that. And then the only other miss I really had was uh, Walter over Russell for Kansas City. I went for more steady bonus points, and Russell went off that first game. Um, I was nervous last week when I talked about it with Pereira having a three and coming off injured, but he turned it around in the second game. So I just you you play your chances with the double game weeks and hope for the best and. My 118 was a really solid score. If you were up that high or push in the 120s, which I'm seeing a ton of 120s in chat, those were the top scores of the week. Like that's where the best players were landing. So pure double game week. Yeah, there were a couple of differentials that I know hit. If Ashley was here, she'd talk about one of them. But I think Reed had him, so I won't steal that one. But yeah, it just if pure double game week is the way to go on these things still. Yeah, well, I have to say, I don't think 111 was too bad of a score because I also got 111 yeah. points. Uh, I think that was pretty average. You're right. Definitely these scores in the high one teens and in the 120s for sure. You should have absolutely have seen price, not price, well, maybe price rises, but position rises depending mm -hmm. on where you're at in the overall table uh, because those were some fantastic scores. If you got under 100, that is not bad. This was a wild double game. So if you got under 100 don't feel bad that's still a very good score but you much more competitive and if you were to rise or fall because it did seem like this was a hundred plus kind of game round any double game week you're usually looking forward to crack that those triple digits um i did i did have some 
at least one differential that that paid off. I decided to go heavy with Sporting Kansas City defense. Wish I went heavier with Sporting Kansas City defense. Just had gone all yeah. three. Um, but I, I had Mirren on my team and got the 16 points from there. Wish I would have captained a defender this week. Holy cow. Uh, I went with the Chara cap. And so didn't, didn't really pan out for me. I honestly went with that one to kind of play it safe. I knew a lot of people Char was going to be one of the more popular captain picks. So that was sort of a, a defensive play, if you will. Uh, but I also got some points from Cincinnati. I know a lot of us did. I had Fontas as a double up. And and I didn't do the double double game week keeper. I did con on the bench, but then I had the keeper roo set up with Blake. And so that paid off for me as well, um, as did Wagner coming in there. Disappointment, uh, Nesgoda for sure. Uh, Antonio Carlos didn't really come through what we would hope. Uh, and heel. I did throw in heel as uh, as my one of my single game week options and uh, did not come through. But I mentioned it multiple times over the last couple of actual weeks for this round. If you go over to the Dream Team, you are going to see a few, was it uh, one, two, two single game week players on that list. I said it every, as, as long as I can remember going back to, I guess about 10 years now, there are always single game week players that make it into the dream team. So you can absolutely go heavy double game week. If you did go heavy double game week, you, you probably hit that those one twenties. Um, but there, there are, are people on this list who I, I don't think made a lot of the, the teams, especially the Charlotte players. Um, but there are, Two single game week players, Lennon and Heilvik on here. So don't discount single game week players, even in a regular double game week. Uh, so let's talk about some quick takeaways that we did have. Like I said, this uh, faux double game week was the right designation for this for this round because of the, the actual week break between teams. But don't worry, we'll see it. We'll see the rotations. We'll see the fake injuries, the real injuries, the impacts of cards. It's coming, but this was a good chance to dip your toe into what at least the scoring is going to look like for the double game week. Uh, also from actual takeaways, Charlotte may have some options, even for an expansion club. So don't, don't sleep on Charlotte. You may want to find the right match for them. Uh, but but they're not a team to really ignore. Neither is Montreal. I know. I think a lot of people are just like that's Montreal, d- whatever. They did get scored on by Cincinnati, but Mihailovic is not someone you should overlook. I mean, he did break Piotti's assist record right after Piotti left. So there's there's some quality there uh, when you're looking at that. Uh, and finally, we like I said, we did get a good score. Lennon made the dream team. We are starting to see some of that consistency, some of the points that people were looking for. Watch out for it being sustainable, though. But that is the Lennon of old that people were. Whenever people wanted to captain Lennon, this was why. So we're seeing some of that production for there. Blaine, what do you think? Yeah, I was just going to echo that Montreal thing. They're coming together as a team. Um, no CCL and a little bit of a formation change is helping them a lot. And I didn't realize you guys were revolution fans. But my second <laughs> takeaway is what is wrong with New England right now? Oh, Heel got us four. In a week, we thought Heel was going to be one of those single game week differentials. He puts up a four. I avoided him for that reason. I just, I don't know what's up. The goals aren't there. Bo's really not getting involved. I just don't know what's up with New England and losing a home game to a Red Bull side that, I mean, they kind of shut them down defensively to a degree. Red Bulls are a team that has been scoring a little more, 
this year with some of the new acquisitions. I just don't know what's up with New England's attack right now. I don't know where the goals are. Blaine, we that, only have an hour for the podcast, so you, yeah. you can't be asking questions like that. <laughs> so I'll pass that one off because that's just my concern right now is I don't know where to turn. And it's like I'm not taking any New England players at times because I just don't know what to do. And I think that's a huge takeaway going forward that New England might be in differential territory. Sarah? Um, yeah, I don't keep up with enough big news in the league, but fantasy related, because that's what I do do. Yeah. Um, something as I was looking forward to this week is I have been struggling the whole season with like getting consistent numbers in the midfield. And I feel like these past two weeks have not really made me have much faith in any other players besides like a handful. Um, I think like, you know, just seeing some of these midfielders that are so expensive get twos and, you know, where are the bonus points? Um, and then, you know, <laughs> Shakiri left and I don't know, uh, he was kind of the one who was consistently getting like a, a solid floor. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be what his situation is, but he went out. So yeah, that's fantasy relevant, I guess. Maybe. Oh, for sure. For sure. Ryan. Yeah, um, that's a that's a good that's a good transition point for me because I was I was one thing I did notice this weekend that I think was not not necessarily big news in the context of the league, but I think potentially big news in fantasy is is seeing Nico Lodero get back sort of uh, into into game form. Um, he you know basically missed all of last year with with injuries. I mean to an extent, um, and and has sort of been working slowly back into things this year. Um, but I think a lot of people think Seattle will be sort of you know a top end team. Once we sort of move past CCL, rotation stops, they tend to be slow starters anyways. And if Nico Lodero can hit that that ceiling, then I think that'll sort of help us find top-end producing talent. Um, I, did, I, I did have another point about teams like Vancouver and Houston and Chicago that I think have taken a step forward defensively this year. Mm. But I'm going to table that for a second just to, just to talk super, super briefly about the Revs in that I think we... I think there's reason to be worried if you're a Revs fan, but I think fantasy production will be coming. Um, Buxa has been playing well, but not hitting the back of the net in MLS. I imagine that eventually he'll start regressing up to his meme, uh, his mean. Bo has been injured, so that's been a bit of a problem for them. And I think, honestly, they've, they've just hit some bad luck. We haven't had Turner all year. Farrell's been out with injuries. Um, and so I think once they get those pieces back together, we should see higher end production from Heal and, and Buxa and some of the names we're used to. But man, they're they're missing they're missing Buchanan badly. Um, they they really have not filled that offensive production. And if if Buxa leaves in the summer and Turner is going to leave in the summer, I think the Rebs are going to be, as Blaine said, potentially differential <laughs> differential territory. So I'm sweating a little bit, but I'll, I'll leave it there. A big Arsenal move for you all coming up. Big, big Arsenal move. Excited for him. <laughs> Sad for me, though. I guess a lot of people are going to become Arsenal fans if they're in New England. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Those are some some excellent, excellent takeaways. Uh, saw some some one comment in, in chat about how this was their first double game week with this new system. This is old school system for a lot of us, but I hope you all did enjoy the double scores. I'm interested in hearing the feedback. If you liked it, send me a message at Twitter at MLS Fantasy Boss or at MLSFI. Uh, let me know what you thought of this new system. Uh, we tried the old one last year of, of splitting the rounds and getting the highest. This is combined, so it's it's what a lot of us know. 
Let's do some quick housekeeping, and uh, we're going to actually touch base on the the leagues this time for for uh, the monthly update. All right, let's talk housekeeping going into round six. Uh, first, the the monthly league update since we don't hit all the leagues every episode uh, for the classic leagues. Uh, FC Bird Turgler is leading our Discord League, and then Ryan Anderson of Lineup IQ is leading the Patreon League. Same names over at the head-to-head leagues as, as well. Uh, FC Bird Turgler is leading, but by points, with nine teams f- tied at 5-0-0. And then in the Patreon head-to-head, Ryan Anderson is leading also just by points with five five teams tied at 5-0-0, so 9-5. and five. Uh, Over at the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational, new name at the top, but an old name uh black and red is leading and is the only undefeated player this week uh in in the hosts invitational right there and uh, i know that he he really wants me to mention it because this week he and i went head to head and i told him i would that's why he's in the chat today uh, he did beat me 111 to 127 it was uh like I said, 111 a strong score uh but not enough to to top black and reds uh 127 which uh, was not the highest in the league either though that we have there uh that coming up in just a second uh over on to the the pro rel update actually no i'll go ahead and mention it right now uh, the highest was 128 and that came from our good friend patrick smith who is uh really putting the pressure on a lot of these people for uh for some of these these head to head so good job patrick longtime supporter uh, moving to the pro rail league champions league black and red is leading in the champions league but he is tied with patrick so it's just by points they're both five oh and oh uh, we don't have the veterans update because ashley is out tonight uh, but blaine how's things looking over in the development league yeah it's still a fight at the top um red bull green mountain still on top only three teams at that perfect 5-0-0 right now, but he's pushed his lead up to 30 points in the fantasy point scoring, which is pretty big at this point in the season. I am just happy that I am not in the relegation zone anymore in my own darn league. So, so we're right there. But I do think I'm doing pretty well. I'm fourth in the Designated Players Podcast League, so... So that's uh, pretty good right there. Ryan's number one. So give you guys a plug for your, (laughs) you've got uh, 16 people in your league. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think our biggest league yet. There we go. Keep it going. All right. Let's actually talk the round. This is a special round. Uh, First, the games start on Saturday, April 9th at one o'clock PM with Orlando versus Chicago. But this is a special round because round six is the end of the first quarter of the Champions League qualifiers. There we go. That's quite a mouthful. Uh, The quick recap, to qualify for the Champions League, there are four qualifying quarters throughout this season, and then the final chunk of the season is for those players to duke it out for even more prizes. Uh, The top 50 players from each quarter will qualify for the Champions League, and then those top 200 players will finish up the final rounds in in their own special league. You're not eliminated from the game. There's a special league automatically created in the game, uh, but they'll fight it out for even more prizes. But round six is the end of this first quarter. So if you're in the top 50 teams, you're going to make it into this first qualifier. Uh, for those of us who aren't, because I'm not going to be there, it's okay. 
It's okay. For me, this was a lot about building value for the rest of the rounds. But for everyone who is not in those first 50, you'll see a new league appear, if not already, on your leagues page that will say the second qualifier, whatever it's titled. And that's where the, the scores are going to be tallied again. So it's no longer the overall. You're going to be looking at that new league. Uh, but this is the end of this first qualifier. Everything then resets. Not your team value, not your player value, but your positions in that new league. So another clean slate to make top 50 to get yourself in the Champions League. So important this is what we've been building value for guys this is what it's all been i'm up to i don't know 117 almost 117 i think million so not bad not a bad little bit as far as double game weeks go we came over that little hump there are no teams on a dgw however we have four teams on a buy this round so our first buy week we have cincinnati dc united new york city fc and seattle now what that means and why that's important is those teams players are guaranteed to not play they also won't be locking until the round's over so those are the teams you will want to target for your switcheroos probably cincinnati another round where everyone's going to have three cincinnati players because you can find some cheap people there uh, but cincinnati dc New York City and Seattle are players that are going to be key to utilizing your switcheroos or autoroos or keeperoos this week. So target them. Blaine, do you have any updates for the injuries and suspensions? Yes. Uh, Tyler, or Ranchinator in Discord, was got this to me early. Uh, start off with some good news. Uh, Ryan White's back for uh, Vancouver, which is a huge boost to that team all the way around. Um, Uri for Philly is supposed to be ready to go at this point. And then Yuri Rizel is back with Kansas City, which is uh, should help them defensively a little bit. And then I'm hearing New York City's uh, Pereira dos Santos, their new signing is ready to go. He's in the, he's in the country with the club ready to go. Um, apparently it was a crazy weekend for red cards. We've got four of them on the list already. Uh, Marky Delgado for the Galaxy, uh, Frankie Amaya for Red Bulls, and then Buxa for New England picked up one. And then Bania from Portland got one. But that's been pointed out, and Weeby hit it on instant replay today. They got him for violent conduct. They, I think the ref saw a punch. It was an open-handed shove um, with some force. Um, very likely that one's going to get overturned. So he should be ready to go this weekend. But we've seen some crazier things from the disciplinary committee not overturning stuff. But that one seems really cut and dry that he should be playing. Um, injuries were pretty interesting this weekend as well. Antonio Carlos was one of those guys we all banked on. He got hurt. It's actually a torn hamstring, and he's going to be out four to six months. Um, Shakiri was subbed off in the 19th minute. Uh, no, no more updates on there. Altador is one of those guys that's hurt again. Um, not sure. I haven't heard a big update on what's going on there. Um, Rosetto's got a hamstring and out for two to four weeks. Ozzy Alonso, it's been listed as an ACL and that's season ending. And then we've got Joseph Martinez, who had a surgically repaired knee inflammation, and he is traveling to Pittsburgh to get that looked at. That was the latest update we had. And then on the side, uh, Matt Turner has been listed with a fractured foot in one foot and tendonitis in the other. So who knows if he's going to play at all this season at this point. So just bank on it being nighting for a uh, for a while, and that's not a bad thing for us. And then uh, Douglas Costa missed the lineup, but should is questionable. Should be back next week. 
but he's one of those guys that was out for whatever reason and nothing we haven't heard anything major that he's going to be out long term we had a question about Altador. I'm not sure about a status for Altador, but this gives the perfect opportunity to say, if you're interested in keeping up with the injuries or submitting your own, uh, you can find this easily over at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel. Uh, it's underneath our main MLS section, and you just go navigate to Fantasy Tools. You can find a sticky to the uh, this big injury list that everyone helps to, to curate and uh, find out more. If we find out more about Josie, He'll be on there. The easiest way to find that is head over to mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord. There's the link to join. It's it's free. It's easy and so much fun. Such a fantastic community. Highly, highly recommended. Uh, but now I know what everyone's been waiting for. Let's get on to our player recommendations for round six. Hey, everyone. It's Reed. Are you enjoying the content provided by the MLS Fantasy Insider team? Then why not consider becoming a supporting patron? Now, I don't want to get too public radio on you, but everything we do does have a cost. And while Blaine, Ashley, I, and all of our content contributors consider this a labor of love, people like SoundCloud, Adobe, and our swag vendors keep insisting on getting paid. That's where you come in. As a member of our Patreon community, you will help support the efforts we all make to help ensure this is a fantastic fantasy community. And in return... I do my best to add a little extra thank you for that support in the form of swag. So if you're interested in helping our fantasy community grow, head on over to patreon.com slash MLSFI right now to start your support this month. Thanks. All right, let's talk player targets for round six, starting out with uh, keepers, defenders, clean sheet chances. Uh, a lot of people are, are liking... Uh, Vancouver and, and Red Bulls for potential clean sheets this week. Um, definitely keep an eye on some of those those home teams. There there are some injuries and and uh, missing players to keep an eye on, so that will impact it. A uh, great source, Ryan Anderson's uh, predictions. If you want to go check those out, uh, and then there's there's some variety with with keepers. So we're gonna we're gonna touch base on that. Knighton is kind of leading the way, but but we have have some variety there. And uh, Lennon is the the runaway defender that everyone on the show likes right there um but again nice little little bit of options so i'll let you all take it from here and blaine who else do you want to add to this list yeah this was a tough week i'm not sold on clean sheets anywhere this week um but i threw out a couple of names that i liked um i've got orlando especially in the first game as a good um, sub option switcheroo option Chicago's just not scoring, and if Shakiri's hurt, that's even more, or it's even less attack coming from them. So I do like them in this one. Uh, I have Atlanta down just because we don't know what to expect from Charlotte, and their defense has been playing okay for the most part. And then the one that might surprise some people, but I actually like Vancouver this week. Um, they're a team that's getting stronger. If White is back, that means Gold's going to be more effective. They're going to have a little more possession. It's just the way Vancouver plays. Um, and given that I don't like a ton of the defenses for clean sheets, I think Vancouver is probably in my top three for potential clean sheet chances. Not that I'm going to be banking on that a whole lot. So player-wise, when I go there, I'm leaning towards Galese to open up a keeper and then I have no idea where I'm going after that. Um I really think they're going to get the clean sheet, so I'm not too worried about it. But I'm also a little bit strapped for cash, so I don't know who I can afford on the back end. So I want to see my other bench options 
before I really settle in on that. Um, but Hassal, if he's going to start for Vancouver, is another is a great option, a great shout right there. And maybe you'll look at Clark and Houston just because uh, San Jose is so hit or miss. Um, but I'm not expecting it there. And then for defenders, I'm going to stick with Lennon like everybody else probably is. And then I've got Wagner in there for the bonus points. I think this is a week where you can really take it. And then I'm looking at a, just a Vancouver defender and Veselinovic or whatever, however you pronounce that one. Um, he's the one I like. I like his average. I like his price point. It's just I don't want to overinvest, but he seems to just be getting consistent bonus points out there. So I'll roll with that. Uh, pretty straightforward week for me on defense with that. I'm not going to try anything super fancy. Sarah. Yeah, so I, you know, um, these are mostly, I wouldn't call my picks recommendations. I would call them guesses at what I, and then I usually get feedback. So, but when I first looked this week, um, as we said, Vancouver stuck out to me, Red Bulls, but I, I didn't actually really end up putting anyone on my team because I'm very poor. Uh and then I, I looked at Houston because um, they have some cheap options and San Jose seems eh, not great. Um, and then the Sporting Kansas City Nashville game seems like it could end up nil-nil. Uh, neither of those teams really seem to score a lot of goals. So that seems like a pretty boring game to me, but you never know. Um, and because I'm poor for keepers this week, I'm going to start off with Knighton. We'll see. He's pretty cheap. And then uh, pivot to Melia for Sporting Kansas City if that doesn't work out. And then other defenders, I have Lennon, uh, Blackman for Vancouver, and then a couple uh, Houston defenders that are like under $6 million. So yeah. No, not a bad budget. It's starting to, to impact some people depending on, on where you're at. Brian. Yeah, budget's definitely definitely a consideration for me as well. I, I definitely want to echo Blaine's point. I think this is a tough clean sheet week. There aren't any really slam dunks in my eyes. Um, I do like the Vancouver call. I like the Orlando call, um, especially because Shakiri's not going to be playing. New York Red Bull have been really good defensively, so I'll echo that one as well. And then two potential options that I don't feel super confident about but wouldn't surprise me are Real Salt Lake at home against Toronto and then FC Dallas at home against Colorado. Um, both of those, you know, both Toronto and Colorado have been playing well in their past few games, but are not certainly not, in my eyes, the, the you know, strongest offenses in the league, especially Colorado, who I think tend to be, um, tend to sort of lack finishing, maybe maybe their weakest point. Um so, so I'm looking at those as sort of like back half of the switcheroo. They've got later games on later games on Saturday. Um, so for for goalkeepers, I've got Brad Knight in because of his his cheap price point. And I think, you know, Miami is just really, really sort of bottom of the barrel right now. Um, but if you had more money to splurge, you could go with Cornell from from New York Red Bulls. I don't have that money, but I'm sure a lot of a lot of the listeners do. Um, and then I've got McMath right now at the, the back half of the Kibrew, who's been playing really, really well, like among the best goalkeepers in the league. Um, for defenders, I, I think one of the big names I want to highlight is Schlegel, who's sitting at like a his, his price point's like 4.4 something like that, because he's not a starter, but with Antonio Carlos's injury, um, I expect him to slot in at that starting center back spot for Orlando, unless I'm missing someone that is going to take that spot. Um 
but he did play last week in, in relief. Um, and so if he's got that starting spot, that's a really nice, cheap option uh, on your bench. Um, and the other guys I've been looking at are, are sort of players with some potential bonus point upside. I have, I have John Tolkien from New York Red Bulls, Marco Farfan from FC Dallas, um, Brody from Real Salt Lake, and then I, I've got Lennon as well, just because he's got such elite attacking potential. But yeah, I think a bit of a, a bit of a tricky week for defenders. Not, not quite so clear cut compared to weeks past. We had a comment from chat. Uh, I miss it as well, but we may have said that Red Bulls played Vancouver. They're playing Montreal. So in case we did that, yes. just, just make sure that's clear. And I also saw a comment about uh, Chicago. Some of their defenders do have some, some good bonus point generation. Be careful yeah. though, because they are on the road. Uh, Orlando can score. So they do have some score potential. If you're going to go with that option, uh, put Chicago on your bench. They would be an ideal bench play for some sort of switch route if you want to try Chicago. Uh, but again, I, I would be careful because Orlando's not unable to score like, like some teams have, have struggled with. But a couple quick questions just wanted to do clarifying. Let's move on to midfielders now. So uh, the, the majority, all of us say Morena, but we also have some couple of heels in here, maybe from the New England contingent. Uh, <laughs> and then we also have uh, Valesco, as sort of majority of, of the three tonight. So Sarah, who are you looking at for midfield? Uh, yeah, so I have Heel and Moreno, as said. I, I'm hoping that Heel can put up a week like he did against Charlotte where they looked awful, but he got, I don't know, 14, 15 points just because he was the only one doing anything. Uh, we'll see. I have Ruiz. I think he's an RSL player. Yeah, Pablo Ruiz. Um, I have Ben Bender. <laughs> Again, I am lacking money, uh, and Charlotte has seemed like good, decent at home uh, against not like I don't I don't know that I would consider Atlanta a, a very scary defense. So uh, I think they could put something together. So going for the cheap option there. <laughs> yeah, definitely not going to snow in Miami. So I think. Heel is going to be okay there. Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I've got I've got Carlos Heel as well. I am I am a little worried with the lack of striking options, you know, with Books on suspension and and potentially Bo and Altador hurt. But I think there's bonus point potential and something's got to break. I mean, it's either going to be the Revs are going to lose again or or Miami will will continue their form. So so I'm hoping I'm hoping the the latter. Um yeah, yeah, Marcelino Moreno, I, I put him in there as well, but I'm sort of also toying with Tiago Almada. They're sitting at a similar price point, and even with uh, Atlanta's injuries, I do think they should still be able to create chances against Charlotte. Although I am, I am worried. Depending on that Joseph Martinez news, that that will that will impact things probably for me. Um, I put Efron Alvarez on my team from the LA Galaxy. I don't, I normally don't love a matchup against LAFC, but I do think there will be goals in this one. Historically, El Trafico has given us lots of goals and Alvarez seems to have to pretty strongly went out a starting spot and is sitting at a cheap price point of like 6.7 million. So he almost scored last week. He, he had this really nice shot that, that barely kissed the top of the bar. So I'm hoping that he can, he can find the back of the net this week. And then I've got Pablo Ruiz and, and Alan Velasco as well. Um, both of whom have been playing very well and have decent home matchups. So a couple couple of chalk players there as well. All right, Blaine, you got a few different names. Who are you looking at? Yeah, I've got a few different ones for sure. Um, 
Actually, Driussi was one of the early ones I threw in my lineup again. I just I like that home matchup versus Minnesota. He's got the average. I don't think you can really go wrong there. Um, I don't have heel just because it's a road game. I know it's Miami. I don't know what's going on. I just he's probably gonna get me get double digit points. I'm gonna be kicking myself, but I just I don't know what's up. And Books is suspended. If Josie's not starting, that's more of a lineup dependent one. But I haven't seen Bo doing anything this year. I'm curious about taking Bo in the forward section, but I just I don't know what to make of New England. So that one's tough. Uh, I do like Valesco for Dallas. He's just come on really strong. And then I've got two guys on my bench just because I like Mihailovic at Red Bulls. He's just in such good form right now. Uh, the formation switch has done so well for them. Uh, bench play for me this week. And then I've got Facundo Torres for Orlando. When he's been there, he's been their best midfielder out of all of them. Don't let the other numbers shock you. Junior Urso is a good player, but he got those points <laughs> because Torres was gone. Pereira got more points because Torres was gone. Torres is the guy you want when they're all there. So I've got him. And then I was on the Moreno train until I saw that tonight that the news of Joseph having surgery and everything. I'm not willing to take a road mid like that. Uh, if I'm not, if I won't take heel, I can't take Moreno on the road without his top striker. Uh, so I'm actually looking at rolling back to Ravellison for LA Galaxy. He's been playing well, getting the assist. It's just the way that team's running right now. A uh, little bit cheaper option to try to slot in there and kind of hope for the best, but El Trafico can be a lot of goals. Galaxy are not short on goals this year. So, and I just, it's between a home LA Galaxy player or maybe Sifu on the road. I mean, it's, it's LA for both teams. So it's not that much, but it's just, you go with the home team. So Ravellison gets the nod for me out of the Galaxy. And I think he's going to replace Moreno in my lineup. There we go. Some, some great options. I uh, haven't seen. Too much in the chat, so we'll keep moving on to forwards. Uh, so from here, people are leaning towards the away side for El Trafico, but is either team really home and away when it comes to El Trafico? Come on. Uh, uh, so Vela hits two of the three of, of our guests tonight, but then we have lots of different options, which is kind of refreshing with, with the forward section at times. So Ryan, who are you looking at? Yeah, um, I've I've been burned by not picking Bella in El Trafico before, and I just can't make can't bring myself to do that again. So I'm definitely gonna slot him in there. Um, I'm looking at Darwin Quintero for uh, for Houston Dynamo, who's been playing well as of late. Houston has looked much better this year, both on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. Looked much better than in years past, um, and and they seem to have found sort of a good spot for him in that hybrid 10 like almost forward role he gets a lot of the ball for somebody listed as a forward so i tend to like i like that floor with forward players and the matchup is the matchup is is good against san jose um and then because i'm strapped for cash and i guess we've talked about this a little bit i i put justin rennix on my bench which this might be a little bit of a homer pick but i don't actually know if i expect him to do well so he's a He's a, for, for I guess those who are maybe not familiar with the name, he's a homegrown player for the New England Revolution, has been on the team for a while, but really hasn't seen minutes. Uh, but they're just so, so shallow at forward right now. If if Altidore's hurt, I believe, I mean, Bo has been struggling with injury. I'm not sure what the status for this week, but if if Bo doesn't, if Bo doesn't appear again, um, 
and you know, no Busa, no Altador, no Bo. Renek started last week and could get another start this week. And at that price point, I'm willing to sort of throw him on the bench against Miami, see what happens. Uh, but I shouldn't certainly wouldn't be putting him in my starting lineup. So that's that's where I've got right now. Renek's on the bench and then Vela and Quintero in my in my starting lineup. Blaine. Yeah, I've got two names for sure kind of locked in. I do like Klamala as my starter against Montreal. I, I just see goals in that game. Uh, Montreal's defense hasn't impressed me enough yet. And the way New Red Bull are playing is great. Um, I've got Pato on the bench for that first game. It's an easy slot in. The way Orlando's been playing, there's goals to be spread around. A lot of midfielders are getting them, but every once in a while you see somebody get there. I'll kind of watch the lineups and see how I feel at that point. And then my third, my third option has just kind of been rotating through. I kind of wanted Bo against Miami, but I just don't know. It's lineup dependent on that one. Uh, Chicharito's popped in and out of my head a few times. And then I may just double up on FC Dallas and go with Ferreira hosting Colorado. I just He's been coming on stronger lately. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird week for forwards. It could also just be scrubbed out and try to play another defender too, because I've been burned by forwards all season and you get a better average out of it. So why risk taking a two when you can go after a little bit better bonus point defender for for still cheaper than what you'd be looking at for some of those forwards. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, If I had to pick tonight, I'd probably just pick Ferreira because I like the matchup well enough. This is an old school Colorado, but this is a team that isn't playing like they did last year to be one of those defensive powerhouses. All right, Sarah. Yeah, so I have Vela because I have a real soft spot for him. Uh, <laughs> so he usually ends up on my team. Um, I have, again, as I talked about, I'm really strapped for cash. So I have Schmidt on my bench, uh, who's a forward for RSL. RSL. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. And then I have uh, Svidersky for Charlotte. Uh, I'm hoping that someone on my bench, you know, it hits maybe it's a, it's a late game, but I also, I don't know, they, you know, they already played Atlanta and he was able to score in Atlanta. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe he'll have some luck at home against them. Uh, yeah. So the one quick question for, for the group, because we we've talked about Vela, but what about Chicharito? Good, good last round. It, why are people not considering Chicharito? Blaine, you want to kick us off? Uh, I think that's one of those old school fantasy blind spots we talk about a little bit. He was kind of a late addition to my roster tonight to talk about. Um, he, he was really bad and then he was really good and then he kind of disappeared again. And people just don't know what to expect from him all the time. He had a good week last week. Can he repeat it again this week? This is El Trafico. It's it's all over the place. I'm actually Team Chicho over Vela this week because I like the home games, but I I just I don't know what to make of it. I this uh, game's always nuts, and the goals can come from anywhere. We've seen that in the past. It's just, this one's hard. I don't know why more people are ignoring him because. He was in my list. I think you should, you're better off asking me, why are you ignoring Vela? But I answered that on the podcast earlier this year. So, Right. You're never Vela. Ryan, Sarah, either of you want to jump in? 
Yeah, I mean, I actually had Cheech over Quintero until about like an hour or so before this podcast. Um, I, I do like him this week. I will like, I mean, home home game is obvious. It's sort of the the number one reason I think um, that that there's a there's a strong case for him. Obviously, LAFC are are a strong team defensively, but definitely not impervious. I mean, they left two goals to Orlando last week. Um, they, they're not certainly not the strongest defense in the league. I guess I guess he's you know for me, Vela over Chicharito always just comes down to floor. Even if Vela hasn't quite had the floor he's had in years past, um, I, I have a hard time in general. And this has burned me in the past. I have a hard time in general of picking low floor players. Back when Ibrahimovic was on uh, the LA Galaxy, I, I got burned many times by not picking him because I was so afraid of getting like a two. Um, and Cheech, Cheech is sort of one of those players, but I think he's in the top. I mean, I put him in the top 10 forward options this week easily, maybe like maybe top five for me. Yeah, I would say, um, mine comes down to nothing more than I have <laughs> had way more luck in the past with Vela, and I have probably just holding something against LA Galaxy forwards where I did pick a lot of Zlatan back in the day and I ended up with a lot of twos and I've picked Chicharito I think when he first kind of started out and was getting a lot of twos so my gut is always to go with Vela but I was going with an either or but you know I can't afford both so they are both in top four so definitely a a, a tough choice Uh, but of course you know the number one name Comes from Cincinnati. That's right. Just he's awesome. Just gonna say that. Uh, all right. Well, let's round out everything with our captain pick picks. Uh, Blaine, you, you didn't put anything in the in the rundown. Have you made a decision? Uh, yeah, I was been waffling back and forth. I think Drewski's got it for the team I currently have. Okay. Um, it just he's the most consistent. He's a midfielder. If I were to end up going with Chicharito, he could definitely get the nod for the armband and try to make a splash at the tail end of uh, qualifying right here. But that would be a long shot. All right. Let's uh, – Sarah, what are you going with? Uh, this is, like, unhinged, but I – right now it's on heel. I mean, it just automatically went to him once I saved my team, and I looked at it, and I was like, well, I don't know who else I would pick. <laughs> on my team. So uh so I'm sticking with it. I don't know. This is just in hopes that he'll he'll have another performance like he did against Charlotte, even though you know I'm assuming this game will kind of be a garbage fire. So. All right. All right. Ryan. Yeah, I've got the band on Vela, which in in a vacuum sounds kind of weird because it is an away matchup. Um and I, I don't almost I under no circumstances do I almost ever captain away players, but I'll make an exception for Carlos Vela in, in the Zell Trafico game. I just think there will be goals. Um, he, he performs in these types of matchups and I expect there. Yeah. I just expect the floor to be a little higher and there's nobody else that really like speaks to me. I do like the Driussi call out. I think Austin's getting a little, um, a little overlooked this round, especially because Minnesota hasn't been good as of late. So, but it's going to be Vela for me for now. Yeah. I, uh, well, well, I guess I add my two cents here. It, it's coming down to sort of a heel or Jerusi for me as well. I just can't. I can't do forwards. I get it. I get the yeah. the Vela pick. I get those things, but I just, I just can't. I mean, maybe it's it's the 
the the fallacies that impact so many of of we fantasy players but just from bonus point potential and and just the unpredictability of el trafico uh it just it's hard for me to pull trigger like that but i get it i 100 get it and if you're someone who has chicharito and vela on your team and is waffling back and forth between either one of those as your captain pick i get it i'm not saying don't do it i'm saying that's not the kind of player i am but uh it's it's going to be a tough one. This will probably be one of those rounds where your captain just kind of bounces around three or four players through every version of your team until either you finally set it or you move it one too many times and the person locks and you're set with it then. So we'll see. Tough choice. Tough choice. Looking forward to more of the conversation as the week unfolds. Uh, looks like chat's in pretty much the same place as we are. So uh, that's how we're going to wrap up the show tonight. Uh, thank you so much to Sarah and Ryan from the Undesignated Players Podcast uh, for joining us. And uh, of course, Blaine, as always, for her being here. And again, if you joined us late, nothing's wrong with Ashley. She's not sick. The family's fine. We're just having some family time. It's all good. She'll be back next week. Uh, but let's wrap up everything with our plugs. Blaine, we'll start with you and end with our guests. Uh, nothing for me this week. All right. Uh, Sarah and Ryan, any order you all want to go? Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, not, not too much. To, I mean, you know, if you, if you want to follow us on, on Twitter, we're at Undesignated MLS. We've got the Undesignated pod, uh, Player Pod. Um, we're just excited to have been had this opportunity to be on the show. Looking forward to a great MLS fantasy season. Yeah, check them out. Uh, I, I'd listened to them uh, last week. I got back into mowing my lawn, and so I was able to listen to their podcast and to the Extra Time Radio just right there as, as I'm getting it done. So it's easy. It's fun. They have a fun show. So, yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, it's it's a good to have our fantasy community expand and, and have other people to either justify what you're thinking or give you a new idea. You never know. You never know. Of course, for me, be sure to head over to MLS Fantasy Boss and check out all of our articles there. Uh, they'll, they'll be back this week. Remember, last week, two-week-long round, so second week didn't have much to put out. Uh, but head back over there. I believe Tyler is working on his differential article for this round, so it's sort of semi-regular, which is fine. Uh, as the differentials change, he'll, he'll keep you updated on that. And as always, head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. It is absolutely fantastic. Several of the names who you will see in the YouTube chat if you join us for our live broadcasts are also there with discord if you're watching the youtube right now you can see the the discord little chat window up in in the top right corner and that is live from some of the players who aren't joining us uh in in the stream but it's a fantastic community lots of help with players lots of players who have either won the whole game or have finished in the top 25 10 five players so it's a fantastic community great place to head over mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord to join that and finally, if you would like to find a way to become a supporter of this show, MLS Fancy Insider, you can head over to our Patreon where you can learn more about the swag options that we have and uh, just the ways that you can contribute to help keep this fantasy project going. That's patreon.com slash MLSFI. So humbling to have all of you all actually give your hard-earned money. I get it. I understand, especially these times with gas. Woof. But you help support this show uh, for this fun community that we have. And, and it's just so, so blessed to be a part of all that. Thank you guys so much. And of course, as always, good luck. Mm -hmm.